Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. I am Matt Sin, also known as Wrestle Life Matt, and welcome to Indie Focus. This is the show where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And today we're sitting here with Chris Spider. How you doing, Chris? Oh man, I'm doing well. And how about yourself, Matt? You know what? I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. I actually had the opportunity to meet Chris uh, when I announced for Go Wrestle a couple months back. And we were able to connect and we were uh, we decided to do this episode. And first of all, I want to say thank you very much because uh, the person that was originally supposed to be on an episode with me this Saturday uh, was unable to do it. So you're actually helping me out by doing this at such short notice, so thank you. Hey, man, it's, it's no problem. Like I said earlier, you know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity of, you know, you letting me uh, do this with you. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the cool things about this episode is that you're the, you're the ninth person that I've interviewed, and I've only actually seen two of them wrestle live. One of them is my buddy Dwight, who is my childhood friend. Uh, and then, of course, you know Jose Verde. I've seen him wrestle live. And I actually got to announce Chris coming to the ring. Uh, so that's it's, this is a cool episode for me, so I'm really excited about it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. So let's before we get into the wrestling, tell us a little bit about yourself. So one of my favorite hobbies is going out and playing golf. Really? Yes, I absolutely love it. I mean, you know, I'll go out there and uh, play 18 holes all day long. Either that or, you know, I like to go out on the boat, you know, and, and go fishing and just enjoy my time, you know, just just my me time, you know. Actually, probably one of my favorite courses that I've ever played at is over in St. Augustine, uh, Marsh Creek is what they call it. Oh, man, it's so beautiful out there. I've actually heard of Marsh Creek. That actually sounds really cool. I have a mean putt-putt game, but that, that's, that's about it when it comes to my, <laughs> when it comes to my golfing skill. I hear you. I hear you. And, uh, you know, also music. You know, I'm, I'm anywhere from a, a, an 80s rock and roll guy, you know. Love me some Elvis Presley, some of the oldies but goodies, you know. And uh, I just, I, I love music. I mean, you know, anything from rap, you know, opera, show tunes. Like, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, that is one of my favorite movies slash musicals, you know, ever, ever in my opinion. That's really cool. So you say you love Elvis. I don't know if this is true or if you're just kidding around, but on your Twitter it says you're, you are an Elvis impersonator. Is that true? I actually was. So when I was 16 years old, I only did it once. It was in Live Oak, Florida. Every year, just just it's an annual thing that they do. They bring out all the best Elvis impersonators up to the spirit of the Swanee. And so my aunt, you know, she hyped me up. She told me, you know, oh, you're so good. You're so good and everything like that. So I was like, okay, so let me let me do this and let me let me just get it out of the way. Let me say that I've actually done this before. And so I went there and I actually placed second place in an Elvis impersonation contest. I think the guy that won, he was from Las Vegas and and done it all the time. This is my absolute new favorite story. And I need, I need, next time I see you, I'm going to need you to give me a little bit of that impersonation because that just sounds amazing. Oh man, it was so much fun. And see, a bunch of my classmates went out there 
And, you know, they were just there to be there. And then after I got off the stage, you know, a girl that I was seeing back in the day, she was like, wow, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> and, and the girl that I'm talking to right now, she says, oh, well, you know, you're going to have to do that for me. Because, you know, it, it's, it's a big out of mine. I mean, it's, it's a big passion of mine. And just performing in front of live audiences is just so much fun to me. See, I think what a lot of people don't understand about professional wrestlers are they are, first and foremost, entertainers. And I think a lot of other wrestlers have done uh, some form of entertaining. MJF is out there on YouTube right now singing in a male vocal group because wrestlers no. are entertainers. See, I did not know that about MJF. That is, uh, that is pretty neat. I know when I went on the Chris Jericho cruise, I saw him do karaoke, and he did pretty good. But I do have to say, Marco Stunt did it pretty, uh, a lot better, actually. <laughs> I'll show you the video after we're done here. It's actually really yeah, it's interesting. Actually... Awesome, man. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's going to be pretty cool. 100%. So let's uh, let's move a little bit into the wrestling. Uh, have you been wrestling your whole life? Did you watch a lot of it growing up? So, like a lot of these wrestlers nowadays, you know, they say, oh, I started watching wrestling, you know, during the Attitude Era or anything like that. No, I actually, I actually started when I was really late in the game, you know, like my 14s. Uh, yeah, I was actually 14. Um, I actually remember the first match that I have ever seen on, you know, uh, Raw, which was... John Cena and Randy Orton versus the entire Raw roster. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hate me for it. You know, a lot of the a lot of the guys in the back, they're like, "Oh, that's crazy! That's crazy!" Well, it's true. See, the thing about oh man, so you, I just feel like you missed a lot. But you know, I mean, you would actually be really surprised. So I've interviewed, like I said, I think you're the ninth person I've interviewed, and. There's been multiple people that said, yeah, I just got into wrestling a couple years ago, and I fell in love yeah, with I it. Wow. I'm going back and researching all of this, these old matches, and I decided that I had to get into it. And it's, it's, it's more common than you think. Wow, that's that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, going going further into it, you know, when, when I saw that, my, my buddy who lives in Philadelphia now, he, he was my best friend. I miss him to death, you know, but uh, it is what it is. It's just one of those things. Um, but he actually called me. He was like, hey, you know, let uh, turn on your USA network, you know, on the TV. And I was like, okay, well, let me check this out. And I really, really developed a passion for it that night. And I was like, God, I got to do this. And so when I was actually 15 years old, my buddy came up to me and he says, hey, I know this guy that's a trainer and he's willing to train us. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds cool and all, but I'm this small guy and I don't know if I can do it. He was like, oh man, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Which, you know, is, it, it's a lie, you know, that anybody can do it because us as wrestlers, even though we are performers, you know, we take such a lot on our bodies um you know so it isn't necessarily true that anybody can do it but at the time i was really amped really loved wrestling back in the day i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and so i got out to my old trainer's house and i i swear to you matt it was an old rinky dink 16 by 16 foot 
uh, it looked like it had just been thrown together. I oh, mean, it wow. w- it was nasty. <laughs> and um, I got out there, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is a little off-putting, but all right, let's let's do it." I'm I'm in the big leagues now, and the guy didn't tell me how to take a bump at all. You know, he just said, "Hey, take a bump, flat back." I was like, okay, what, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, and he was like, oh, well, just land flat on your back. Didn't tell me, you know, hey, protect your head, you know, do this, do that. No, well, didn't that's tell what me that. I was that. about to say, that actually sounds a little dangerous. It, it was. It, it, it was. And actually, that was my first major concussion. And I don't remember anything else from that day. I'll oh be quite gosh, honest with gosh. you. I, I really don't, except... For him asking me, when did I want to do it again? And I said, tomorrow. I was instantly hooked. Wow. Wow. That is absolutely incredible. Like, that's, such a, that's such a strange story. You know, you hear a lot about backyard wrestling and even not necessarily backyard wrestling, but just, you know, small gyms, people going for the first time. But boy, for him to tell you to take a bump and just not knowing. I mean, you want to talk about the school of hard knocks. That's basically where you train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was crazy. Uh, I remember, you know, just us doing so much stupid stuff back there. And I'm surprised I even made it to where I am now because of that, you know. Um, but, I mean, after that, I got into a legit school. Um, I learned my way around the ring, you know, when I was 16 and he actually, you know, was my trainer was good friends with my other trainer at the time, um, that talked me up and was like, Hey man, you know, come to this school and spend, you know, blah, 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 spend this amount of money and, you know, we'll get you trained. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm 16, only got a part-time job as a radio disc jockey. And uh, at the time, my parents actually owned uh, Java Jacks and Live Oak. Um, so I was being a radio disc jockey. I was managing a coffee shop. And I was wrestling and going to high school at age 16. That's absolutely insane. Like that, you want to talk about a busy schedule. Oh, my gosh. I, I can, and like... I don't know this. I didn't know you then, but I'm going to assume you probably didn't play any sports. I actually didn't. So I'll be quite honest with you, Matt. I went out for sports, you know, when I started as a radio disc jockey, but never, never got into it. Just a lot of, a lot of the bigger guys, you know, were bullies and stuff like that and made fun of me for my size. So I kind of just kept to myself in my little, uh, my little circle, you know? So let's let's talk about your size real quick. So I saw a promo on YouTube that said you weighed 127 pounds. And Chris, let me be honest with you, I'm not sure you weigh 127 pounds 127. soaking wet. <laughs> I actually uh, don't. I jumped on the scale probably about two weeks ago, and uh, I weigh 115. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy. I want to talk more about wrestling, obviously, but you said you used to be a radio DJ. So just to, to kind of talk about that since you just mentioned it, what kind of music was that? All right, so buckle up, all right? All right. Uh, I used to go to a, uh, a, a Christian school over in Live Oak, Florida, uh, yeah. named Melody yeah. Christian Academy, and they had a uh, temporary Christian rock uh, radio show that all the kids wanted to be on. Oh, oh it was Chris, so cool. Oh, you are speaking my language, buddy. 
Like, my dad's a minister, and I grew up listening to Skillet and Thousand Foot Crutch and DC Talk and Newsboys and everything you're about to tell me, I'm into. Oh, that is so awesome. You know, I actually got to interview Skillet when I was uh, 15 years old. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for 91.3 FM. That's so cool. It was it was definitely a dream come true, but you know now I kind of phased off of you know the Christian rock. You know I still listen to it every now and then. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, but you know I'm more into the hard hard rock and roll. You know. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I don't know if you keep up with the current wrestling product, but you know Skillet does Raw's theme right now. I do. Uh, I actually got to watch um, the main product on Monday, first time in a while, actually. And I heard it, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute here!" You know that that was that was really cool. Actually, I didn't know if you knew this, but on John Cooper's Instagram, he talks about being a wrestling fan all the time. I did not know that. I'm gonna have to go check that out. I don't follow him on Instagram. I need to change that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, John Cooper, he he's a really awesome guy. And his wife, God, she is she is incredible. She they, they both are awesome people. I haven't had a chance to meet any of them, but I've just heard wonderful wonderful things about them. That's a really cool part of your life, man. That's awesome. We're going to have to talk in detail about that after we're done because uh uh like I said, I'm a I'm a really big fan. So that's a that's a cool thing that I like no more no more about. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So let's go back to wrestling and tell me about, so you started watching wrestling not that long ago because John Cena and Randy Orton were tagging together and I remember when that happened, I believe it was, gosh, I could be years off, but my mind is saying 2011, so about eight, nine years ago, does that sound right? Yep, 2011, and then I started training in 2012. So who are, and you can talk back then, you can talk now, but in major wrestling products, so AEW, WWE, New Japan, uh, Impact, is there anyone that you're a big fan of, either now or historically? Honestly, uh, there's two. Um, you know, Ric Flair uh, is, is definitely a guy I look up to. Uh, he, he's, he's an awesome human being. If you haven't never met him, you know, I would definitely take the time to go and find out where he is and meet him. Also, Chris Jericho. I mean, God, man, that that guy is an incredible human being. I love being around him. He is just awesome. And listening to his stories up close and personal, I mean, those are so awesome. You really don't get that anywhere. And and just being able to shake their hand, I mean, it's I, I sound like such a mark right now, but, you know, it's it's so it's so awesome to be able to to do that. Yeah, I think even though you're a wrestler, it's perfectly fair to say you're a fan. And I've always heard wonderful things about Jericho, and he's arguably my favorite. If I gun to my head, I'd probably have to pick HBK. But I love but, Jericho. And everything uh, he's done. Yeah, yeah. HBK is definitely really good. He's done a lot for the business. Don't get me wrong, but Jericho. Man, with this AEW stuff, that's where it's at. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, absolutely 100%. Matter of fact, as soon as we stop recording here, uh, I'm going to watch AEW. So, <laughs> Hey, I'm right there with you, bud. I'm, I'm ready for it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you told me a little bit about how you became a wrestler. Uh, tell me about what what actually lit that fire. So you watched it. You saw John Cena and Randy Orton tagging. And, you're, and I know you told me that your buddy got you into it. 
and then you got addicted to your first, your very first time you were training. So did something light a fire under you that said, I have to do this? Or was it just literally your buddy going, hey, let's go try this out and see how it goes? No, there was definitely that fire uh, from the first time I stepped into those ropes, you know, and wiped my feet on the mat. You know, it was, it was just, it, I, I, I can't really explain it to you. I mean, I just felt like that is where I needed to be, you know, and ever since then, I mean, it's, it's been my life. <laughs> That's really great, man. So you said that you actually went to a, a wrestling school after that. What school did you go to? So I went to EPW in Valdosta, Georgia uh, with Tommy Dane. After that, I went to um, DCCW over in uh, McClenny area with Ghetto Superstar. And, you know, Ghetto really, really helped me out a lot, um, as well as Blaine Rage. Both of those really helped me out a lot. And then after that, I just kind of been going as I go. I mean, you know, watch stuff practice before shows, just just go. <laughs> That's great. So speaking of shows, and speaking of before shows, do you have any specific rituals that you really like to do before you actually go out there and wrestle? Yes, there is one that comes to mind. So while I am in the car, um, I don't care what music is playing, and I know I'm going to a show, I'll stop that music. And I'll be like, okay, it's time to put on Toto uh africa love love that song <laughs> that's the best yeah yeah i mean you know so let me tell you a little story about that okay so uh me and my buddies we we started this back in the day i don't know when we did but we did and we we ride to shows together all the time all the time and so you know the first time that we didn't do that uh i think my buddy got hurt really bad and then the second time that we didn't do that, my thumb got broke. What? The third time that we didn't do that, my sternum got broke. <laughs> that sucks. So you, it's almost like a superstition that you guys have to ride together. Yeah, uh, either we ride together or if we ride in separate vehicles, then, you know, we got to call each other and be like, okay, it's, it's time, put me on speakerphone, you know, let's listen to Africa, let's, let's go ahead and get it over with. <laughs> That's so good. That makes me really happy, man. That's really funny. So your very first match in front of a crowd, I want you to go through that. Tell me how it went, and then also how old were you? Okay, so I was uh, either I was 16 or 17. I, I can't really mem remember the age, but I remember it. I, it was, oh, God. <laughs> Going down memory lane here. So it was with EPW. Over in Live Oak, Florida, we were at the uh, Coliseum, and I found out that I was going to be wrestling that night, and I got super, super nervous because, you know, at the time, my um, my very, what I thought was serious girlfriend uh, was there to see me, and, you know, so I went out there, and I just remember drawing the biggest blank deer-in-the-headlights type deal and then yeah that night got another concussion because you know I it was it was all on me um I, I wasn't really really there to where I needed to be it was supposed to be a short and simple type match but you know it, it wasn't that simple it was it was difficult I mean you know it's one of those 
things to where, you know, I just got butterflies and got too anxious and got too nervous on what I was doing and how to perform my craft um, that I just second-guessed myself. And that's something that you should never do in this business is second-guess yourself because if you do, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> of all the people that have told me about their first matches, I don't think any of them have said, man, my first match was a banger. It was Shawn Michaels' Undertaker. It was John Cena, CM Punk. It was Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage. So don't feel too bad. Oh, I hear you. I hear you, man. So you've been wrestling for, I know, quite some time because I saw a match on YouTube that was posted in 2016. So tell me about your favorite match you've ever had and tell me why it was your favorite. Oh, man. So I'll be honest with you. It was Dragon Con of last year. I got to go up to Atlanta, uh, wrestle in front of probably 1,500 to 2,000 people. Uh, that's why it was so much fun. I mean, that was the night I met Ric Flair and the night that I broke my sternum. But, you know, it was just so much fun. The crowd was just lit. I mean, they were popping for anything. And uh, we went out there for the main event, which was a battle royal, you know, which doesn't matter to me as long as I get out there. But, I mean, I just remember just having so much fun out there. Uh, so, so, yeah. And then also, another match of mine that I really, really enjoy, and I really don't give enough credit to this person, but I'm going to give credit where credit is due, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Tony Storm, uh, the Storm. Um, the first time I was ever brought into SWA up in Pavo, Georgia, um, I remember the Canadian uh, Dustin Davis, uh, the third, I think it was at that time. He brought me in there and he was like, "Hey, this kid can work. He just got done working another show in Georgia. Why don't you give him a shot?" Gave me a shot and. Uh, Tony, Tony Storm, you know, he, he absolutely helped me so incredibly much uh, through that match. I mean, you know, me and him have talked and uh, just been a great guy. I mean, but yeah, those are those are my two times. <laughs> so I want to talk about a little, a little bit about both of those. So first of all, I'm a giant nerd and I go to cons all the time. And I had no idea that Dragon Con, which is one of the biggest comic cons in the entire United States, had wrestling. That's absolutely yep. incredible. Yep. So that year, um, Sting, Lita, and Ric Flair got inducted into the uh, Dragon Con Hall of Fame. And uh, you can look that up on YouTube. I believe it's uh, Dragon Con DCW 2019. Okay. That's awesome. And then the Tony Storm you're talking about, I actually saw him. So it's not, just so everyone knows that's listening, it's not the female Tony Storm that wrestles for NXT UK. It's yes. a guy that wrestles, and I know him as from Jacksonville because I saw him last year wrestle at River City Wrestling Con. And his name is The Storm. And he's he's really solid. He's got a really cool look too. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, he's, he's, he's an awesome guy. Love him to death. Awesome. Him and Effie. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Effie, so... I had a, a chance to briefly meet Effie. I don't. He, there's no way he would remember me. But I was selling. I, I do perler art, and I was had a table set up for perler art last year. And the guy that was sitting next to me knew Effie really, really well. And uh, so he introduced me very briefly, and I shook his hand, and that's pretty much it. Uh, but he was a very, very nice guy. Oh yeah, Effie is is one of the nicest. I remember the first time you know meeting him. Uh, actually, 
the trainer that trained me when I was 15, if he started when I was when I was 15 there with me, you know, so I kind of kind of was like there with Effie throughout the whole entire time, but he is just an awesome human being. That's great. That's really cool. So, I saw I saw a lot of different Chris spiders on YouTube. Uh, so the Chris spider that I know has a little bit of facial hair. But I saw clean-shaven Chris Spider on YouTube. I saw long, blonde hair, mountain man beard Chris Spider. So I want you to tell me if that's just a change in look or has your character actually changed over the years? So, all right. Let me explain. So the first gimmick uh, that I ever had, I was uh, the fly. Um, I was in a morph suit. Um, you know, uh, they, they build me from the nearest kitchen sink weighing not enough. And my theme music was fly to the bumblebee. Um, so yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. And then when I actually became Chris spider, I was like, okay, you know, what am I going to do? You know, what's my nickname and stuff like that. And one of my best friends suggested, Hey, why not the legacy? Go out there with your blonde hair, with your mountain man. You know, you're your you're your own legacy. You know, like the legacy to my legacy type deal. I, I uh, really like that. Really That's like cool. That. And so I went out there and I did it, and it was so much fun. And I was like, okay, this is this is awesome. But then it changed again to the king of the lightweights. Why? Is because. I was wrestling, I, was, I think it was probably like two years ago over at SWA in Pavo. Um, I was wrestling this guy uh, named Little Luscious, who was the prince of the lightweights. And I was like, well, I'm better than this guy. I'm the king. You know, I went up to the promoter and I was like, hey, so it's not the legacy this time. It's the king of the lightweights. And he was like, okay, I like it. And... We just, we just went with it. I mean, yes, I have changed a lot throughout the years, but also a big, bigger yes that my gimmick has changed. That's great. So, yeah, you were the king of the lightweights when I introduced you. That was, what, two, two months ago now, two I think? Ago, so. I believe so, yeah. Right before coronavirus. Or actually, like, right after, I think. So. Yeah, I think it was right after, yeah. I do believe. Yeah. So let's talk about, obviously, I know you've worked as a heel because I saw you work heel. Um, I believe that the promo that I saw you cut, you were a babyface. It seemed that way. You were talking about how you hadn't had a win in a year, and you seem to be in pretty good spirits. So let me know. I'm assuming you've worked as babyface. Is that correct? I have, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's okay. But I'll be honest with you. I I enjoy working as a heel better. I feel like it better suits my gimmick. I feel like it better suits me as just a person. So, yeah, most people have said that. Um, most people that I've spoken with really prefer working heel, and I imagine it probably is fun getting to pick on, uh, getting to pick on fans, getting to mostly control the match, even though you, you know, you're not really the one for the big spots. But honestly, someone that weighs as much as you do, I just saw a picture on Facebook this week with, I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it was Kyle Blizzard and Vernon Black just tossing you around the ring, and it looked, th those shots were amazing. Thank you. Yes, uh, you are correct on that. That was uh, Vernon Black and Kyle Blizzard. 
that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, both times, I'll I'll not lie to you. You know, I was very scared both times, but you gotta go out there and do what you do. <laughs> How bad did it hurt? Oh man, ah, oh, I woke up next morning. So I went out with my buddies that night um, after being tossed around the ring with Vernon, and uh, he called me that night uh just to check up on me and stuff like that because you know love him to death and he was like hey kid you okay and i said yeah i'm at the bar right now i i'm gonna i'm gonna try and not feel anything and he was <laughs> like oh okay call me in the morning when when you feel it and i called him probably about nine ten o'clock in the morning when i woke up and i was like bro i can't feel my neck i said you suck <laughs> Oh man, that sucks. I did not want to take. I would not want to take a bump like that. I mean, just, I didn't see it in video form, unfortunately. But just the pictures, man, you were so high off the ground. Uh, I think both times I was I was probably seven, eight foot off the uh, off the mat. That's a uh, that's pretty that's a pretty big fall. I'm gonna pass on that. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Ugh. So let's let's go into one of the tougher questions that I usually ask, and a lot of people have to think about it, so if you need to, that's perfectly okay. If you could wrestle anyone from any point in wrestling history, who would it be and why? Chris Jericho. It's a, it's a simple answer. And the reason why is because he's the best. I mean, you know, uh, it would be... It would be a lot of fun learning from him in the ring. Both very different styles. He's been everywhere. I mean, like I said, I could learn from him. He could teach me. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm definitely down for that, especially since he's wrestling right now. I mean, he has changed so much as a performer within these last years. I'm, I'm just ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so you're wrestling Chris Jericho. I want you to tell me how it looks. Are you the face or the heel? Is Jericho face or heel? Which version of Chris Jericho are you wrestling? Y2J, the pain maker, the list guy, what? Oh, whew, that's a tough one. Honestly, um, I, could, I could see myself wrestling face against Chris. Yeah, I could definitely see my fa uh, myself wrestling face against him as the, as the pain maker. Yeah, that would uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, I I don't know how much you listen to his uh, how much you listen to his podcast, uh, Talk Is Jericho, um, but he was talking about one time that, you know, once he got into that painmaker character, it was just like a completely different Chris Jericho. Um, so I want that Chris Jericho, the best Chris Jericho, to come out to face me. That's that's the reason why. Who's going over in that match? Oh, Chris Jericho, most definitely. <laughs> Chris versus Chris, Jericho versus Spider, but Jericho can take you down. Yeah, most definitely. But hey, I'm, I'm willing to see what happens if he is. <laughs> if you wrestle in WWE, you could probably pull off a surprise roll-up because I think they have about three a show. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. <laughs> <laughs> so before we talk about where we can actually see you wrestle and get into your social media and stuff, do you have any cool stories you want to share? Yes, I do. Uh, this is going to be a doozy. You know, I, I talk about, you know, this whole entire interview, how I'm a big Chris Jericho fan. Uh, I actually got the pleasure to meet him on the first cruise and actually hang out with him and, and have a lot of fun. That's cool. The way I got to meet him is the funny story. So I wanted to go up to him. So, okay, start from the beginning. 
Chris Jericho was, it was at the end of the night, you know, he was, he was up on stage with a ACDC band, a cover band uh, called Shoot to Thrill. It was the last band of the night. It was like three o'clock in the morning. He had just got done singing with Shoot to Thrill and everybody was just giving him drinks and he was just gulping them down like crazy. And so I go over there because all I wanted to do was shake his hand and say, hey man, thank you for everything you've done in this business. It means a lot to me. It's all I wanted to do, okay? So I go up there and I go to shake my hand. I put my hand out and he says, kid, do you have an effing cigarette? <laughs> I said, uh, Mr. Jericho, and I was looking around and I was like, this is a non-smoking uh, part of the boat. And he says, I don't care. Give me a damn cigarette. <laughs> and so I got him a cigarette and me and him were sitting there and smoking, chilling, you know, just, just having a good old time. And uh, he took me up to the bar probably after, you know, probably 45 minutes of us just sitting there just just talking That's awesome. and he was That's like awesome. hey get this kid anything he wants and i had the unlimited drink package so i didn't want to be like hey i can get it myself but thank you you know <laughs> yeah jericho offers you something you just take it exactly i mean it's just one of those things <laughs> yeah that was that was a lot of fun i'm surprised i even remember that <laughs> <laughs> look no matter how drunk you are if you meet chris jericho you remember it Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's awesome. So I know we can see you wrestle at a bunch of places. Obviously, I know about Go Wrestle in Daytona. Um, what are some other places that we can see you wrestle at once well, all of this coronavirus this stuff coronavirus. is over? SWA in Pavo, Georgia, or SWA in Newton, Georgia. GWE, I mean, I'm all over the place. You know, I've been been all over the place. I've been to New York, Wisconsin, you know, everywhere and anywhere. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of following my Instagram um, to see where I'm going next. Like, you know, my next show is in Pavo, Georgia for SWA on June the 20th at the Peacock Center. Um, so be there, be square. And also, I'm, I'm in the running for the AIWF Middleweight Championship. So come out, support your boy, watch him win the title. That sounds great. So let's talk about your social media for a second. Where can we find you? Uh, mostly you can find me at Chris underscore spider uh, on Instagram. I don't usually use my Facebook a whole lot, but Facebook is Chris Spider, and that's pretty much it. And just so everyone knows, that is Spider with a Y. You can also check out matches for him. Just search Chris Spider on YouTube, S-P-Y-D-E-R. I will tell you, you'll find a lot of Spider-Man stuff, but you'll also find a bunch of matches by, with Chris Spider. Yes, yes, you are right. Everybody calls me Spider-Man, but don't get too confused. You know, trademark stuff. Yeah, we, uh, we'll try not to do that. Well, we're going to wrap this up. You want to you wanna say anything in closing? It was a pleasure being on this podcast with you. I definitely do appreciate that. And just one thing, Aiden and Alex Knight, I know that y'all are going to try and get that AIWF middleweight championship, but it's not going to happen because gold looks so good around the king. The king 
of the Lightways. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Life Matt, and I'm here with Chris Spider. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We definitely appreciate it. We're very glad you were able to be on with us. You can find Life Radio on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleLife, or Instagram and Facebook at WrestleLife Radio, and on Twitter at WrestleLifePod, and of course you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt. You can listen to us anywhere and everywhere, but you know that because you're listening to us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to hashtag support indie wrestling, and we will see you all very soon.